Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Over 600,000 people are awaiting outpatient appointments, according to the Irish Hospital Consultants Association. The medical manpower problem is the state's hospitals is significantly worse than previously believed. Um, new figures show there are now nearly 730 consultant positions, either vacant or unfilled on a permanent basis, according to doctors. The Irish Hospital Consultants Association said there are now uh, 45% more unfilled senior medical specialist posts in the Irish health system than there had been previously known. And of course, if you look at, by the way, uh, the HSE's posts over the weekend, uh, Paul Reid, you will see that uh, their trolleys are 85% down on what they were this, this time last year. Of course they are, Paul, because all our lives have suffered because of it, to make sure that you don't fall into a mess that you fall into every single year. So basically the people in Ireland are paying the price for an incompetent health service. But anyway, we move on from that. It comes as 612,000 people, 12% of the Republic's population are now waiting for an outpatient appointment with a consultant. More than 255,000 have been waiting longer than a year, five times the 2014 number, and a further 75,000 people are awaiting inpatient day cases treatment. It added to the 728 unfulfilled consultant posts. The Irish Hospital Consultants Association President, Alan Irvin, said the new data show that Ireland's ability to provide quality, timely care to patients is worsening. Uh, Professor Irvine said there are more than 600,000 people requiring specialist treatment, but our system is not providing the permanent specialist expertise care for them. A lot of that is to do with the lack of consultants. A lot of it's to do with, of course, COVID-19. A lot of things have been cancelled, postponed. We've got longer waiting lists. Uh, the HSE, who I was just talking about a second ago, Paul, Paul Reid, the chief executive, said last month there has been a net increase of 150 consultants over the past year and a net increase of 5,000 staff. So obviously he's defending the HSE. Meanwhile, over the weekend, Paul Reid tweeted... We enter winter this year in a better position, really, with 85%, a better position for who, Paul? For you, obviously, in the HSE, okay. We enter winter in a better position with 85% less patients on trolleys now versus this time last year. Of course we do. Because, of course, like America, we've eradicated the flu, haven't we, Paul? How you figure that one out is beyond me. But more beds, extra home care packages, and great work by our emergency department and community teams uh, has helped. Please take care for December and stay safe. Well done, Paul. It was everybody else that has put you in that position, Paul. Um, everybody else has sacrificed their lives for nearly a year. By putting our years year on hold, we have basically made up for the incompetence of the HSE for the last 30 years. But anyway, I want to get your thoughts on this today. If this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that our healthcare system is completely outdated as if we didn't know. Understaffed and not fit for purpose as if we didn't know. But I want to know what your experience has been, particularly over the last year. Yes, it's been a year nearly now with COVID-19, hasn't it? How has it been? How has your health been? And not only that, if you went to hospital or got an appointment, were you seen in a timely manner? Were your hospital appointments cancelled? Was your cancer care cancelled? Were your important operations cancelled? Your day wards cancelled? Did you get another date? Were you treated with respect? Or do you believe the whole thing is a shambles and falling apart because of COVID-19? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Let me know how you get on with the HSE this year uh, with so many people waiting for appointments. Somebody rightly pointed out, by the way, Jane Danson is the name of the girl that plays Leanne on Carnation Street. Thanks, Tom. GB Tom. Um, yeah, she deserves an award. She was brilliant. Amanda, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Amanda? Hi, Niall. Good. Amanda, you don't watch Carnation Street, do you? 
No, don't. Yeah. I haven't watched that in years. Good for you. Uh, I, I just feel lately I've got kind of addicted to it, which is a bit bizarre at this stage uh, of my life. Yeah, probably. I'm not into watching soap chores anymore. I can't be. <laughs> I have enough too worries. much drama. Yeah. Too much drama about them. <laughs> Absolutely. But Amanda, you've been waiting a year for a consultant's appointment. I'm well. I'm actually waiting five years. To oh, see five years. Guys. Sorry. A specialist, um, because I have arthritis in my hips. Yeah. So I'm waiting five years. And how bad is, I mean, how bad is that on a daily basis pain-wise? Well, on a daily basis, I'm on a threshold of a five to six pain-wise. Okay. But I can go up to a plus ten. Right, okay, now, so can you can you get around? Just, what I can't get around is what I used to, because I could walk from, like, one side of Limerick to the other side of Limerick, no better. Okay. I can't even do a third of that, and I'm crippled. And I'm what really and what has caused what do you know what's caused that by the way? I don't know. It's just one. I went into my doctor. I it was the winter, and for some reason, I noticed my hips were getting sore. He and, did a. Blood and you test. don't you don't sound too old, by the way. If you don't want really to say anything, you're not you're not an old woman or anybody stretch the imagination. I'm I'm in my early forties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's very young to be yeah. getting arthritis of the hips, isn't it? I know. Um, were you were you a very active it, person before I that? I was or? very active. I I've worked all my life on my legs. Mm. Um, I've worked as a chef, so I've done yeah. long hours. Um, You'd have been on your I, feet all the time. Yeah, yeah. All of the feet. I would walk Limerick for you, no bother. Okay, so you can't get I an can't. appointment. You're five years now. You will need yeah. five years waiting, and you were kind of angered by Paul Reed's comments over the weekend on Twitter. <laughs> I think he, he, he's just not looking at the picture properly. It's annoying. Um, yes, I understand with COVID, but COVID's just showing what a crappy health system that we had in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this year so far, I've had about six appointments, face-to-face contacts, cancelled. One of them literally the day before I was supposed to go in. Just literally got a phone call saying, sorry, management decided we're, we're not doing. Not, not today, yeah. And, so it's, and, it's they, and they keep getting put forward and you just keep getting cancelled again. Yeah. And has it been, now, to be fair, I was going to say to be fair to COVID, was it like that before COVID? Were you getting hospital appointments cancelled? No, it wasn't like that before, but I didn't get hospital appointments even before that. It was like I was wait, waiting and waiting, um, ringing up people, wondering what the heck is ha- happening. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're on the list, you're on the list. And okay, so you only had a referral up to that point, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I'm supposed to be getting insoles on my feet because my feet curve in. Okay. I'm also waiting four years for them. Okay. And the last time I spoke with them, your man's like, oh, the manager, she's like just picking who we have and it's just budget cuts and all this. And okay. Like, these yeah, are like whoa. the these are like the inserts that go into your shoes to keep your yeah. feet. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, because the curving and they're causing, causing my hips even more problems. All right. So, so, it doesn't look like you're going to get it done this year anyway, that's for sure. No, not this I'm, year. I'm, I, are you getting a hip replacement? No, I've been to see if he serves you. She said, no, it's nothing to do with it's, it's arthritis. Okay. But, so it's yeah. basically pain management is more what yeah. you're looking for, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you, I get you. All right, well, look, that's, that's, and this is the problem. So many people have been waiting for so long. Thank you for that, Amanda. Let me go to Jackie as well. Jackie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jackie? Hi, Niall. Greetings from Limerick. How are you? And happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. You're wonderful. Well, actually, no, somebody said to me last week, but happy Christmas, Jackie. You're welcome. Um, I'll tell you, Niall, I haven't, sorry, got into listening to the show yet this morning. So, but um, one of your researchers rang me Mm. 
So she told me it was about the experience of hospitals. Is that correct? Yes, it is indeed, yeah. Right. Um, I, I actually, last week, had a wonderful experience. I couldn't believe it. I have chronic arthritis in both my hands and my fingers. And I went to my GP uh, last year and the year before. And, you know, I had pain management. And I just, a couple of weeks ago, I just said, I can't cope with the pain management anymore. It's just not working. I need to have surgery done, I would imagine. So I went back to my GP and um, I got an appointment very, very quickly in the space of about eight weeks in Galway Hospital. Yeah. And then I went to Galway Hospital last Wednesday week and I was in and out within an hour and 10 minutes. And I have to go into hospital after Christmas for surgery. Okay. So do you do you feel well? I mean, okay. So you got the appointment. You got in and out, and you got in and out very quick, of course, which you yeah. probably wouldn't have had before with the COVID restrictions. They're kind of very prompt yeah. to get people in and out of the hospital. Uh, I think a lot of hospitals, what they're doing is telling people to wait out in the car park until you're called, uh, and then you go in with your mask and everything on you and all the rest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are you happy enough with that result? I'm absolutely delighted. You know, Good. and I asked him when could I expect to be in for surgery and I have to go actually for two operations for two day sorry two day surgeries um, I have to have six weeks apart on one of my fingers and you uh, said no they'll be actually done within six weeks apart Okay, and it, it'll come in and uh, yeah I was very very happy and it would I, be astonishing I, by the way the, with having that the, in your fingers like the arthritis in your fingers oh, we, it's, it's a, I know because we, we take our hands for granted don't we well, it's on my first finger on my right hand, yeah. and I'm right-handed, and I can't hardly lift a cup. I can't pull on my boots. I can't do anything. That's what like I'm saying. That. We we just take the we when you look at I mean, my father had four fingers on one hand, which I never actually noticed until I got older because it was it was this the small the scar it was done so well when it was amputated. But in saying that, we we take our hands so much for granted that if we didn't have them. Like, how would we? We, we just you don't know, know how we'd even survive even without them. Clothes, even yeah. In, in, even my underwear, like, I, you know, putting on, like, a bikini or a bra or anything like Jay, that. Jase, you wouldn't be putting so on too many from, bikinis in this country, Jackie. Like, no, <laughs> I didn't want to say a bra for <laughs> giving people a bit of a laugh. But, you know, just, just something simple like that. Yeah, I know. Like, or just pulling your socks up. Because, I mean, I had yeah. a bit of a back problem yeah. there a while ago. Uh, I have a sciatic problem, sciatic nerve problem, but I'm I'm okay now. But but every now and again it goes, and even for me to tie a shoelace, yes, it's a st- yes. like I can't or, bend or down. Pull up a zip, it's yeah, horrendous. And I remember my mother, the Lord of Mercy, in her eyes, she'd say, "Oh, I have terrible arthritis," and she'd be complaining. And I'd be saying, "Oh God, here I am listening to that again." And now here I am at fifty nine, and I'm thinking, "I'm only a young one." Jesus, that's it. That's it. I'm a little bit older than you now. I know that now. Yeah, you're only a year older than me. I definitely all. I thought you were up for 57. Oh, I'm 57. Months. Am I 57? Ashley, what age am I? It's 1963. <laughs> I'm 57. Sorry, when I'm 57. What star sign are you? I'm a Virgo, 1963. Oh, I'm Gemini, 1961. Okay, so you're two years older than me. All right, okay. That's it. That's yeah, it. But we know all the same. You were talking about nightclubs, and I won't keep you. You were talking about nightclubs last year, uh, last week or the week before, and I, I didn't get a chance to ring in. I was busy, but I enjoyed it. I don't think anyone called in from Limerick to mention, you know, um, Tropics nightclub and all those. You know, and where was where was Tropics? Where was that it? That was in the George Hotel. That's oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I and know the hotel. I stayed the there. Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah. a pink elephant here. Oh, there was a pink elephant in Dublin as well. 
That's, I remember that too. I yeah, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. But anyway, look, that shows for another time. Absolutely. Listen, Jackie, thank you very much indeed. And no. I'm glad you had a good experience. And I, and I hope that all gets sorted out and you get rid of that pain. It's dreadful. Arthritis is an awful thing. Inga, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Inga? Hi, Niall. How's it going? Good. You're supposed to be going for surgery tomorrow. Um. Well, I'm now supposed to be going today. Okay. But I got up really early this morning thinking, okay, keep the phone beside me. Somebody will call me and say, come in, there's a bed, or come in at two, three, four, whatever. So I got to a quarter to 12 just before you came on, and I said, I'll give him a ring. Okay. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm keeping an eye on the run of things today. Give me a call back around three, and I'll see if there's anything. Right. So you don't know whether you're going for surgery I, today? I, I don't actually know. Okay. And what's, what's wrong with you, by the way? What's the wrong with you? I spoke to you about this a few weeks ago. I've got a problem with a kidney stone that's stuck, but that's being caused by other things in my thyroid. And what are they? Are they going to laser or take out the thyroid? Well, well, the thyroid will have to be done in Galway. That's another thing. I haven't seen anyone from Galway in the last. What's the call? That is it a thyroidectomy or what? What's it called? What's the something? Ectomy. Um, well, huh. parathyroid would be. They take out the Basically, there's glands that aren't working, and that causes problems in my kidneys. Yeah, just okay, but it's, it's for women. Women have, I think, have four, haven't they? Thyroid. You have four. They? Men yeah. and women have them. You've got. Well, four I thought, I thought men didn't like have the four. Seeds. Oh, they do. Yeah, okay. So so you can easily do without two of them, from what I believe. And they can, can just remove do, them. You can do without three. They probably put you on medication. But yeah. basically, it controls everything in your body, your metabolism. I know. You have to take, if cold, they take it out, you have to keep taking tired, calcium and stuff like that. you're not tired. Yeah. I mean, if you meet me, I'm always bloody frozen, whether it's summer or winter. Yeah. But oh, geez, I'm always me, cold. I must have that. They called me a couple of weeks ago. And they said, we've a bed for you. And I said, I can't go. I said, because I'm waiting to get this thing done in Limerick. Yeah. I said, because I still have this tube in this bag, as I was saying to you a few weeks ago. So I'm sitting here now with my bag half packed. I'm wondering what's going on. So I'm hoping I hear from them. Right. OK, so it's going to be either I mean, t- there tomorrow. Twice. I've been going in and out of there once a month since about September. I've been cancelled twice. Something more important has come up, I've been told. OK, all right. I mean, I, I, I understand they have to give priorities, a triage type system. They have to give priority to people who are in more pain or in more serious conditions or need something more urgent than you do. But in saying that, you know, if they give you a date and it's supposed to be a surgery. I know the nurses are run off their feet, but they don't have enough of staff for everything they need to do. It's absolutely but crazy. What's the, yeah, but what's the answer to that? I mean, COVID has obviously caused a huge problem because it's limited as many people can be in a hospital at the same time. But what, what's the answer to, you know, not having enough doctors and nurses? You can't just mass produce them either. You know what I mean? Well, I know if I go on job websites for myself, I see ads for doctors and nurses the whole time, but I don't know if they need to do a campaign abroad to get them to come into Ireland. Yeah, there's a 728 Mind unfilled you, posts for consultants. You come over and you get overworked, yeah. not paid enough. And really, we need something, I think, like England's National Health. But be, yeah, yeah, but you can't. But the thing about it is, we're a small little country, right? I mean, we do pay doctors quite handsomely. Uh, in this country, they're paid quite well. Uh, they're quite substantial amount of money. I spoke to one recently. I know a doctor, and he was working at a weekend. It was a bank holiday weekend, and just yeah. for that one weekend, I can't remember the money he, t- he told me, but it was a ridiculous amount of money. Now he's on call for the whole twenty-four hours in the hospital, right? So he'll sleep in a room in the hospital. But I know when my consultant is on. My consultant he covers Limerick, he covers St John's, which is the other yeah. little hospital. He covers Nina. I think he goes to Ennis. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many ways that doctors can split them. Absolutely. Down. So what I'm saying is, they get, it's, it's not to do with money because they get quite well paid. And nurses in general in this country get reasonably well paid. I mean, in comparison to other countries around the world, maybe not as much as some other countries, but in comparison to Europe, they're quite well paid. So, mean, so the answer is we just don't have enough. So how do we get more? How do we you get just, them? You just shouldn't have to be begging. 
Yeah, but where are we going to get all these doctors and nurses that we need? We would, th- I don't know. Do they need to go to Australia or New Zealand and do a campaign there? But then again, they're probably not offering them enough benefits, the same things that they get everywhere else. Yeah, maybe maybe it is about that. See, I think in other countries like the NHS in the UK, it's more about the opportunities. There's, I mean, there, there wouldn't be as many opportunities here in, in the healthcare system as there would be in the UK. But it, they're not making it, you know, they're not enticing them. I mean, if they get short stuff with nurses, they expect a nurse to do not three shifts, they expect her to do four and five shifts. They bring in people, they've brought in staff from nursing homes. I know all of this is going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, they're messing them all over the place. And being honest, the nurses must be wrecked. I mean, I know I, I, I agree with you. That, look, the healthcare system in this country is a shambles. But mind you, that's nothing to do with COVID-19. It's been a shambles for 30 years. It hasn't just been COVID-19. Inga, I hope you get the operation you require and I hope you get your surgery and I hope you're, you're well again. Uh, a lot of people texting in, a lot of people basically saying the same thing, that their hospital appointments and surgery have all been cancelled um, during COVID-19. And this is the problem with lockdown and restrictions, that you the healthcare... Now, I know Inga's is only... Uh, something reasonably minor, mind you, it could be, have quite a devastating effect on your life, which doesn't get it done because, of course, if you have a problem with your thyroid, you can feel tired. Some people, it depends on which thyroid it is. I'm not, I'm not a medically minded person, but some people can put on weight, lose weight, whatever it is, uh, with your thyroid because it controls your hormones and all that kind of stuff. So the point is, she needs it. Uh, and many people need those operations. And all of those things that we don't do to people now will have some unquantifiable effect in the future. So I'm not suggesting that Inga's going to die tomorrow. God bless her, I hope she doesn't. But in saying that, it could shorten her life. Like she might not live to be 85 and she might live to be 84. Do you understand what I'm saying? So all these things affect people's lives in the long term. Uh, all because of restrictions and lockdowns. And this is the argument that many doctors believe, many doctors in this country believe restrictions and lockdowns are not the answer because this is the devastating effect it has on the healthcare system. I know it's all well and good for the HSE and for Paul Reid to be tweeting over the weekend how wonderful it is that 85%, well, I'm not saying it's wonderful, but he's saying we've entered uh, the winter season with 85% less on trolleys. But you shouldn't have had people on trolleys in the first place. You should have been able to handle that situation going back over the years. The fact that you're now asking the Irish people to sacrifice their lives, essentially, and their way of life, just so we can have nobody on trolleys, is ridiculous. We need to get a better health service. We should get on with our lives. And you know what I mean? It's like saying, you know, people who die in car crashes, let's not build cars anymore. So they won't die in car crashes. Do the point I'm trying to make? Do you get the point I'm trying to make? That's not the way it should work. We have to make these sacrifices in life. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 87 The question I'm asking you today is, how have you fared off with the healthcare system over the last seven or eight months? Have you been badly affected by COVID-19 or had a surgery or anything uh, cancelled? Let me know. Rachel, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Rachel? Hey, Niall. How are you? Rachel, you broke your finger. How did you break your finger? Yeah, I tripped over the sweeper brush. <laughs> you, you tripped over the sweeper brush? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How did you strip over a sweeper brush? How did you, no, this is the better part of the story. I want to know how you tripped over a sweeper brush. What, did you leave it on the floor? No, I was just sweeping the garden and I left it out leaning on the wall and I just, when I was picking up something, I didn't, I completely forgot to spare and I walked and literally tripped and fell on my hands. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeepers. That's like the old, remember the old story, I fell over a head and a cock picked me. <laughs> 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 so, and do you oh, think? Do you yeah. think it's broke? Yeah. Ah, uh, no, definitely. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, it's, 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 I know myself. It's 100 percent broke. And is it all swollen so, and everything else? And oh yeah, no, it's still very swollen. It's still extremely sore. Still, like, it's actually you can see there's like a cord in it now. Right. Okay. Um, it's yeah, it's kind of. Oh yeah, right. Fast. Okay. 
Yeah, you thought it, it was sprained. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so when it didn't get worse, or when it didn't get better, sorry, I rang the Elvira's doctor the weekend, and she said to me, look, I can't send you for an x-ray when your doctor wasn't honest. So I rang okay. the doctor, and I didn't get a phone call back for two days, and then when I got a call back, he told me he had to refer me for an x-ray, because you can't get out to the emergency department. Right, which is normally a case of just giving you a letter and sending you off to hospital, yeah. Yeah, and I get an x-ray and it would have been sorted. Yeah. Um, so I got um, a referral. I didn't get an X-ray for about a week after. Then from the X-ray to now, it's been near just under two weeks, and I still have an error from a doctor. So you still don't know whether it's broke? Like they didn't tell you in the hospital, oh, your finger's broke or anything like that. Well, believe it was actually um, they didn't send me to the hospital because apparently now because of the whole COVID thing, they sent me to a thing called primary care centre. Okay. Right, yeah, the the so private COVID. places, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so when when they when I was getting the X ray done, they actually did say to me, said, my God, I'm really bad looking. Uh, and did they the did they not send the results of your X ray straight yeah. to your doctor? Well they they actually said to me, Listen, we're gonna send the results straight away because it looked really bad. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, I was like, Will they get it today? If not today, tomorrow. Yeah, That's okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um so I rang the doctors, ring, I know, when I tell you I've been ringing, I've already rang about 16 times this morning, I know answer. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, and I'm not joking you when I tell you. I haven't, my mom, so, I so it's four weeks now just to find out if your finger's broke? Yeah. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, I don't know what they do with a finger, broken finger. I'm sure they just put a splint or something on it because they can't really put a cast on it, can they? <laughs> well, I've actually, yeah, and that's the thing, like, now I've got, I've got it through it myself and I've used it myself, but what? Kind of Strap a lollipop stick to it or something. It's actually, you can actually see my finger is not, it's not straight anymore. Right, oh, that's not good. And the last thing you yeah, need, now the last thing you want is, now I'm not a medical expert, but if it is broke, you don't want it to heal bent. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Because yeah. you're going to be left with a bent finger for the rest of your life. Yeah, because even then they'd end up having to, from what I've been told is... Break it again. Yeah, yeah, we'll break it again. Ah, <laughs> I know, it happened to a mate of mine years ago. He broke his arm and he didn't realise he broke it. And it healed. But it healed kind of yeah. twisted. So what, they had to bring oh, him into yeah. hospital and break his arm again. And I went, ah, stop. Oh, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, because I actually, when I got there, I did get through to the doctors one of the days. And she actually, I couldn't believe this. And I rang and she said to me, so I explained the situation twice. I said, like, I'm waiting on it because I'm waiting a ridiculous amount of time. Is there any chance of getting a good kind of hurry through? Because I mean, I can hear which I am, it's really soft. Yeah. And she said to me, well, I don't know if there's a doctor on today that can actually read the x-ray. Ah, stop. Shall I, I no, could read an x-ray yeah. of a broken finger. You'll yeah. see it's broken. I swear to you. And I was kind of like, pardon. And she said to me, not all doctors read the x-ray. There's only one or two of them that do. And I was like, I, I, I was actually so taken back. I actually, for a few minutes, I couldn't say anything. I just, because I expected, like, the doctor's speech. Yeah, they know, they, 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 you know how to look at an x-ray, of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that complicated when it's a broken finger, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying, like, even I'd know how to do it, and I'm not a medical expert, no. so yeah, no, still waiting. That's crazy, waiting. and it's four weeks now, and all because of the COVID. Yeah. The COVID, the famous yeah. COVID. Everything is just being delayed oh. because of the COVID. You can't even get to see somebody yeah. anymore or talk to somebody when I'm you're like, ill. You know what, it's gas, because I said, they keep them with, with the kids, it's like, even being taken them out for a drive and stuff like that, I'm totally avoiding it because 
it's just... It's painful. Yeah, it's yeah. really painful and it's like it's because my I know, I mean we were only talking about your hands earlier on with Zynga or whoever I was talking to earlier on about how important well, I was the first caller today about how important your hands are we just take them yeah. for granted you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, no could, definitely and I have to say it's just well, What happens if you're angry with somebody and you want to give them the finger? You can't <laughs> it's broken. Well, I tell you, the sister would have gotten a few times if I'd been there. <laughs> well, look, I hope you get your finger. I hope you get your finger sorted. You keep an eye out for those sweeping brushes. All right. Oh Lord, I said he's got a more. You should ring up the doctor and say, "Listen, get your finger out." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I should have come up with a better story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a better story would something more catastrophic would have been good yeah. to get your scenes out. <laughs> Listen, I hope you get your fingers sorted out. Listen, thanks very much indeed. I appreciate you coming on. Well, okay, look, that's that's another story. I mean, I know it's only our finger, but man, that can be really painful. And if it heals badly, it can be crooked for the rest of our bloody life unless you get to broken again. I believe you have to break it again. But apart from anything else, I mean, four weeks, two weeks for someone just to read a bloody x-ray and she's sent somewhere else out of hospital because of the COVID. The, the, the doc, the D-doc or whatever it was that came out couldn't even send her for an x-ray. Her own doctor has to check to send her where he's going to send her because hospitals won't take them in with the COVID and all that kind of care. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. Hi, Niall. I'm walking around with a broken arm since last January. Maureen here. Maureen, why are you walking around since a broken arm since last January? You should get that sorted. Mary, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, Niall. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Mary, uh, your grandson has cysts on his bones. I've never heard of this before, by the way. Cysts he on has, his bones. He has, Niall. Um, about two years ago, he was kind of breaking his bones easily. Now, the usual, running around playing football and that. Okay. You know, he was tendency to, you know, have breaks and then... And what, had, is he like brittle bones, is it? No, it's just when he had the he, the last break, he had the two breaks in one leg. Right. So the x-rays showed up something else on the bone. Right. So they investigated that. So he has a type of cyst that grows on the bone. Right, okay. And it, so it weakens that area of bone, you know, so it will break easier. I get, I get you, I get you. So it yeah. eats into the bone, I get you. Right, yeah. okay. So he had biopsies and all, and nothing too sinister, but these cysts. So he has regular appointments in the children's hospital to keep an eye on these cysts. You know, which sure hospital is that now? Big. Is that Temple Street or Crumlin? No, or? Crumlin. Okay, okay. Crumlin. Yeah. So he would have been due last May his uh, appointment with his specialist, and that didn't happen because of COVID. And then his mum discovered he had a new lump on his uh, shoulder blade, which is obviously a new cyst after appearance. And okay. to A and E and that, and they just said, you know, it looks fine, and there's not much we can do. You have to wait on the appointment. With See the consultant, yeah. Specialist, I think, yeah. Mr. Doyle, yeah. Professor Doyle is actually the specialist name, and nothing. We heard nothing, nothing. And have you contacted his secretary or his? Yeah, try that, and you know, when you ring the main hospital, they give you a number to ring. Yeah, you ring that number, it just keeps ringing, ringing, ringing. Then I said to my daughter, they're not answering the phone, so try emailing them, saying, is this correct number you gave me? There's no one answering the phone. And it's just so destroying that you cannot even get anyone to answer a phone. You know, it's, it's crazy. It is, yeah. I, I know. And there's know? A, lot of, a lot of government departments even, you have to ring them at a certain time now. And it's just Absolutely. impossible to get through to people anymore. I mean, we've Absolutely. just turned our world upside down, really, haven't we? A hundred percent. And I know I have a good friend who's, really concerned she has a son with special needs he's a number of medical issues and she said it's so frustrating ringing 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 and the attitude of some of the secretaries you know well why are you constantly ringing and all but she said what else can you do 
yeah. and they're just so rude on the phone. When all yeah, you feel like you're an inconvenience. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and I mean, they are services. Uh, they're there to provide a service of medical care or help or care or whatever it happens to be. And, you know, you ring them up, they should be courteous to you on the phone. I mean, it's not your fault that they're not providing the service they should be providing or they used to provide. And yeah. I don't know. I just think we need to start doing something about this. You know, even ringing utility companies. You know, you can't get through to anyone. You're holding on. Well, the whole, right there was now. a whole problem last week, wasn't there, with air? Yeah, I mean, obviously right. taking so long yeah. to answer the phone. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we should just accept it. Well, know? no, I, I'm, I'm with three, and I'll be honest with you, I had a problem there two weeks ago, and I rang them and they answered within five minutes. So I, yeah. maybe I was just lucky, but but I know that other services have got really badly because uh, they're operating from home and stuff like that, and I know it can be more difficult sometimes to operate from home. That's but, right, yeah. But I, I think when it comes to, whatever about mobile phones, when it comes to healthcare, I mean, somebody should be there to answer the phone. Yeah, and using absolutely. COVID as an excuse for anything in healthcare. No, it's ridiculous. It's a joke. And just while we're on, Niall, I just think GPs and all, they're just taking the piss. I mean, y- you ring and then it's like, well, we'll get the doctor to ring you. Yep. You might have to wait three or four days for a phone consultation, you know. Yeah. And if it's a thing, you know, they might end up saying to you, oh, well, I'd have to look at that. You're kind of going, well, I fucking knew that in the first place. Yeah, I don't know whether it's all GPs, but I spoke to a GP recently there and he told me that many GPs he knew, now this is obviously not across the board and I'm not making a generalisation, said that the COVID suited them better because they were actually getting to see more clients, more customers, so to speak, because yeah. they were shorter consultations because they're over the phone. Now, That's again, right, I wouldn't yeah. say that goes across the board. Probably not every no, doctor not, feels that way. Not all GPs. No, my no, but, but I think some of them are using it. There's no doubt some yeah, are using it. A hundred percent they are. They're using it to their advantage with the result that you just kind of go, I'm not even going to bother ringing them. Yeah, no, and I, I know some people, I, I spoke to a woman there recently, an elderly woman, and she used to always go to her doctor just for a checkup every few months. And all she wants to do is see the doctor and they won't let her. They no. keep saying, oh, no, you can't come in. And she said, but I need to be, you know, I don't want to be diagnosed over the phone. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. She and wants I to get did. our blood pressure done and all that kind of stuff that you would normally get done when you're elderly just to keep an eye on the situation. Listen, I'm running out of time, Mary. So I'm sorry, I'm going way over time here today. Uh, keep texting. Mary, I hope you get that sorted soon. And I hope or sure your grandson gets that sorted and gets his operation or whatever he needs or surgery he needs soon. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087 Kevin Limerick says, I'm going to read this one out for you, Kevin. All right, I am warning people before I get to the end of it. Uh, On a personal note, Niall, I developed a very serious condition last March and it's gradually gotten more severe. Nobody has an answer, except for maybe a vaccine may resolve it. The condition in question was diagnosed as a serious, excruciating pain in my hole. That comes in from Kevin Limerick. Uh, Let me go to Marie. Marie, or Maria, sorry, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Maria? Sorry, I'm just laughing at your last bit there. <laughs> I know. I know. That's Kevin Limerick. He's, he's a good sense of humour. He's a good sense of humour. Listen, uh, you've been waiting for a year now, a year and a half, sorry, to get treatment. A year and a half since, yeah, since my last treatment. And um, what I have basically is I have uh, no muscles or tendons on the right side of my body, which means my ribs are fusing together. You've no muscles or tendons on the right side of your body. Yeah, they're, uh, they've all started to die off. Okay, so I suppose the symptoms of that would be somewhat similar to a stroke, whereby you're, you find it difficult to move any part of the right side of your body, I imagine. Yeah, it affects my right arm as well. It affects my neck. It affects my the movement of my head. Okay. Um, and, um, and what is your, is your head, is your head falling body. to one side all the time, or is it? Uh, to compensate, the left side of my body has to take up a lot of the work that the right side should be doing equally. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, I get you. I get you. Uh, and the main effect is uh, my breathing. Okay. 
Um, yeah. And what's and, the name? Uh, what's the name of that, by the way? Is there a name for that? It's called costochondritis. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it took me a while to get my head around spelling it, but I can do it. Well, I, well that sounds familiar because I last year I damaged uh, my chest. I sneezed one day, would you believe? And I ended up on the floor in pain uh, because what I did was I ripped what they call the intercostal muscle, which is there the... There you go. That's, that's how mine started. Yeah, and, and I'm grand now. Thankfully, I'm grand now. So I ended up with this massive pain just under my, the bottom yeah. of my rib. Yeah. Well, I have all my ribs and my chest wall constant like that. So you, your pain... You oh, felt. I could imagine. That pain was excruciating. Uh, well, I have that 24-7. So when you're breathing in and out even, that the pain, I can imagine. I can't, yeah, I can't breathe properly because my ribs don't expand enough to right. get enough air into my lungs. I didn't know what was wrong with you. I, I was actually in a hardware shop and I sneezed <laughs> and I ended up on the floor. Two people had to lift me up and bring me out to my car. I don't know. I, don't know, I was having a heart attack. I didn't know what was yeah, wrong well, with you. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm so used to it now because I have it 12 years. And so did you have a, did you have like, were you given an appointment and it was cancelled or is it just you're waiting that long to even it's get waiting. to see? I be, I keep, um, yeah, I keep getting told that the um, the list is expanding, but I have been, yeah, I've been attending the hospital um, like for the last 10 years mm-hmm. and I still, I still can't even get an appointment. Okay. And, and I'm assuming they're blaming COVID, are they? Uh, basically, uh, yeah, they have to shut down. Then the list gets bigger. Um, yeah, but look, that's that's no help to someone like me. That no, no, who's in pain no constantly. Of night, no. Yeah, and that I can't, I can't even do the basics. You know. And are you, are you, how are you walking? Are you okay walking? Uh, the only thing is, yeah, is walking. But I mean, uh, I mean, you wouldn't call it walking. You know, I mean, I, it's hobbling, I, hobbling I, along. Yeah. Yeah, just, just kind of, yeah. And then if I do any bit of a walk, I have to come home and I just have to lay down and sleep because I'm so tired after it. Yeah, the effort that's involved in doing it. I get yeah. you, I get you. Yeah, no, I get you. Well, look, I hope I hope you're better soon. Well, I don't think you'll be better soon, but hopefully you get some pain relief. Yeah. That's that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, and, you, your previous text or the previous guy who texted me, I put a smile on my face. So I yeah, well, yes, he was diagnosed with excruciating pain in his hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we all have that feeling, don't we? Listen, thank you very much, Marie, and I hope you get sorted out in some way. I, I know maybe there isn't a cure for what you have, but certainly uh, maybe there'll be good pain relief to help you get through life a little bit easier and get you back some form of quality of life. We could have put a million texts or people, should I say, callers on the air today. Obviously not a million, but you know what I mean. We could have put on as many as we like. We could have done a five-hour show on people who've had hospital appointments cancelled. And it comes down to one thing. Restrictions, lockdowns, the massive knock-on effect of these. And I know Dr. Jack Lambert spoke about this. And I know Professor Bill Tormey, who we'll hopefully we'll have on tomorrow from Bowman Hospital, he spoke about it as well. And the, nas- the massive knock-on effect that lockdowns and restrictions are having is unquantifiable. Unfortunately, Neffet and Stephen Donnelly and our government don't really seem to be taking a huge amount of that into consideration. That yes, sadly, some people are dying uh, with COVID-19. But then again, if we look at the amount of deaths and the amount of lives that will be shortened because we, people can't get appointments or they can't get in to see things that are a lot more serious than some of the people talked about today. Uh, cancers and heart diseases and all those things that we will all die younger from because we're not being seen at the moment. It's just, it's going to dwarf COVID-19. And I think there'll be tribunals in the future as to how badly we handle this all around the world, not just here in Ireland.